All Eyes Visual Hall VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacU Health with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and micromycel technology. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Dr. Alberto Gonzalez and Dr. James Finelli. In this episode, we discuss the exciting new VR diagnostic technology now available in eye care. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell. Also, please leave comments. Be sure to watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. So let's move on to what you've done, which is incredible. You've made a test that, as Dr. Finelli pointed out, that is pretty boring for the patient, and the doctors really didn't like doing it because the patients didn't like doing it, and you made it fun. So let's first start off with the with the uh, the virtual reality, the unit. How did you decide what unit to use and to make sure it was good enough to be used, you know, twenty times a day in a doctor's office, you know, you know, maybe seven days a week? That's a very very simple but very important question and let me explain why when we started this process i thought about everything applications phone tv ipads actually there's a lot of examples especially in australia there's a, an amazing group that have done a great work with ipads for uh testing the visual fields but we soon realized that when you are doing a visual field, you need certain conditions. So you need control of the light. You need control of the patient or the eye position or better the relationship between the eyes and the stimulator. You need to have a standard hardware for the evaluation of the visual field. 
And when we put together all of these conditions, nothing but the, uh, the virtual reality headset. Because the tablet, it's, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it's everywhere. Most everybody has an, a tablet. But the tablet cannot control the environment and the tablet cannot control the position of the eye or the relationship between the eye and the stimulator. So in consequence, uh, you're going to have, you're going to run a test and you're never going to have control of this kind of condition that we know will affect the results. The virtual reality controls the environmental light pretty well. And if it doesn't, then there are always options to do like little extra foam face, uh, foam, et cetera. The, um, the virtual reality has said also fix one of the main issues of the traditional visual field, which is the keeping a constant relationship between the eyes and the stimulator. As you know, when you're doing a home free after a few minutes, the technicians always have to do uh, 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 adjustment because it's impossible to keep the same position for 10 minutes or five minutes, depending on how long is the test. But even if it is a minute, it's difficult. Well, with the virtual reality headset, it's very simple. You just put the, the headset in your eyes. And now it doesn't matter how much you move your head. The relationship between the eyes and the stimulator remain always constant during the test. And that's very, very important. And that has a huge implication also on the, on the flow of the office, because now you don't need a technician 100% of the time with the patient. The technician can go and multitask and do all the things in your office. They don't have to be with the patient like they have to or like they should when they're doing a home free or a other kind of traditional perimetry. So that's why we picked that. There have been visual field test applications in the phone since early 2000, and they never became the standard of care. And the reason why is because of this, because you cannot control anything. So we believe that virtual reality is the best uh, platform currently available for performing psychophysical tests. Now, if somebody has a prescription, uh, typically with the, the, the way we're doing it now, you have to put a lens in the lens well. How, do, how is that handled with virtual reality? Good also question. We, you have two options. And, um, and uh, all their competitors, uh, you know, they use the lenses. They, put the, they have to put the lens in order to fix uh, the refractive or, or, you know, get that done. In the visual all eyes, we design the environmental the, the background of stimulation and the stimulus in a way that's similar to the FDT. There is a tolerance for up to three diopters, which means that now the patient can wear the glasses even if they have progressive tests 
Why? Because now we're not going to have significant differences between superior and inferior due to the non-differences, right, on the progressive lenses. So that is one of the advantages. The patient can wear their own glasses and you don't need to uh, have to waste time, right, on refracting the patient or putting the uh, the lenses on the or messing with the lens and then and, and made it dirt and create some potential defects. This was validated at the University of Indiana. There's a group um, of your colleagues that they did a, a very interesting um, experiment. They brought uh, patients with, and they put different um, um, correction. And actually the results were up to four they couldn't find a significant uh, differences between the resultant retinal sensitivity in between those refractive uh, plus, uh, plus minus four, plus minus, sorry, no, for um, absolute diopters, um, which means that now we have the room and, and we have, we're, I would say it's more practical for the day by day. Now, does that eliminate rim defects? Absolutely. If you now aren't, you don't need to wear the, the lenses, um, the probability of having a rim defect is way lower. Having said that, I have to, to be honest, the, and, and I think it's because of the distance that we're wearing the headset, we have never seen green defect, even if we put the lens on in front of the uh, VR headset. So I think it's different from most of the time when you have the green defect on the Humphrey or on the octopus is because it's most of the time, you know, the lens is not correctly in correct position in relationship to the eye. And Dr. Fidel, you've been doing this for a while. How's the accuracy of this compared to the standard way that we've been doing it for many years? You know, that's, that is a great question. I have a large glaucoma practice and I have glaucoma patients I've been seeing for 25 years and a long history of, you know, what's happening structurally, OCT wise, HRT back in the day and what's happening from a visual field perspective. So, you know, critical is maintaining stability in glaucoma. And we determine whether they're getting worse, either if they're progressing on OCT or progressing on visual fields. So as soon as you bring in a new OCT that doesn't talk to the previous one, or you bring in a new visual field that doesn't necessarily talk to the previous one or not from the same manufacturer, my concern always is repeatability and reliability and reproducibility. That is the key. I don't want to have to have a huge learning curve with another visual field instrument when I've got 20 years of, of previous visual fields. And that was my biggest concern with bringing in a virtual reality visual field instrument is how is it going to compare 
decibel to decibel, point to point in a 24-2 and a 10-2 to the visual field that I've done before. And I have been honestly very happy with the fact that I can look at their previous visual field, look at the new visual field that they just took today. And I had several patients this morning that way and I could say, okay, you're stable. You have progressed. I know what is going on. So the, the, there's been basically a seamless transition from previous visual field units to this insofar as the reproducibility and the reliability. If I was seeing a defect before, I'm still seeing that same defect. And it's, you know, it's going to be slightly different, but it's it's going to be that same defect. I'm not finding anything that's making me scratch my head. Say, what is this? How does this even relate to to what I was seeing before? So that was my biggest concern: is is it reproducible? And the answer is definitely yes in my experience. But the shocking thing to me was the patient acceptance of it. And I I've just since January of this year. I have stopped feeling like I am beating up my patients when I ask them to do a visual field. It just, that's, that's off the table anymore and patients aren't feeling beat up anymore. And that, those two together have just made it so much easier. And, and just from attrition, I, I gradually over the past years, I'm noticing, I've noticed in, in reviewing my charts that my visual fields were beginning to stretch out a little bit further each time because I didn't want to beat up the patient anymore. Now I can get them back on schedule and have visual fields done as often as necessary without feeling like I'm beating up the patient. And how, Dr. Finelli, does it take longer to do this type of visual field versus traditional one? Does it take shorter? Is the time about the same? Uh, the time is the same or shorter because both eyes are done at the same time time. So it's not that you're repositioning the patient and moving from one eye to the other. Both eyes are done simultaneously. It shortens the time. It makes it a whole lot easier for patients. And one of the things that patients enjoy is the fact that they can sit back. They can relax. They're not fixed forward in a machine where they're constantly being adjusted every few minutes. So the patient comfort let alone that it's a, a, a new, something that most of, the, most of my elderly patients have never worn a virtual reality headset before. Um, so it's new in that regard, but it's just plain old more comfortable for them. And that I think goes, to, goes a long way in, in getting patient acceptance for this. So. Dr. Gonzalez, when the patient is taking the test, they have to sit in a special room in the dark. Is there anything special they have to do? What be in a special place to take the test. No, you can do it in the bar if you want. <laughs> it, uh, it's very versatile, very comfortable. You don't need, number one, you don't need a special room. Um, number two, you don't need a special seating conditions. Uh, actually, the more comfortable they can be, the better. Number two, they don't need to be fixed. Like Finella said, you, you can just move. In fact, we recommend that during the test, they move, they change position. We don't need to stop the test because of that. And that will make them feel more comfortable. Sometimes, so when we're training other technicians, 
to do the test, that we have to be very careful telling them, you have to teach now your patients on how to do the visual field and in terms of the position. Because even though they're wearing the headset, they tend to do this. And now the technician have to tell the patient, no, no, sit back, relax. You can put the hands in your lap. You don't need to have it here. So if they need, you know, if they follow all this instruction like they usually do, the results is just what uh, Dr. Fennell says, an amazing patient's compliance. And that is very important for a good quality test. There's another piece to this too, and that is the, the footprint of the instrument because typical table-mounted visual fields are going to require a stand or a table that it's mounted on. It's fixed in this dedicated room. We have a, we have a room in our office with several different visual field instruments in it. And now with having the virtual reality headset, we can do the test in the dilation and hold area. One can be done in the visual field room. We can, they can be spread out throughout the office. So you're not tying up valuable real estate in the office by having a dedicated room, certainly for visual field testing. Absolutely. And, and, and not only that, when you are doing the test, it's more physiologic. So when you're doing a visual test, you're trying to replicate, right? What the patient sees, right? In the real life. But traditionally, that has not been the case. Traditionally, we test the patient in an abnormal condition, right? And, and that's part of the process that we're trying to in, introduce into the testing the patient, which is, by the way, also a good effort that the FDA is doing. Every time the FDA is pushing the industry to provide real life data, right? Real world data, how they call it. And part of that is that you don't go around with one eye patch, right? You go around with binocularity. So one of the way we're doing the test is that both eyes are open when they're being tested. And that is more physiologic because now you don't have your eyelid muscle pulling or um, the lead, which create an uncomfort uh, situation. The other thing is that one of these advantages, if you have a patient with a central scotoma, one eye with central scotoma, the quality of the visual field of that patient still is gonna be very good because the other eye, it's fixating and not patched. So that is a very, very important clinical advantage over the traditional uh, methods. And that actually have brought a lot of patients back to the test. Um, there's a group, of doctors that are putting together a series of these cases where they quit doing the Humphrey or the octopus because one eye was black. But when they brought it to the visual, they noticed that there were actually areas of the visual field that it was worth keeping fighting for. And now they brought those patients back and now they testing not only the best or good eye, but also the bad one and much better 
treatment regime can be applied for this kind of, you know, having this knowledge on the patient. So we're very, very comfortable. The other very important, and I have, I can share um, an example here. This came a couple of days ago. Do you mind if I share the screen? Please, please. So this patient, well, this was not a patient. This was the boyfriend of the patient. We're talking about a young male, 28-year-old, went, went to the office, just a companion, right? The girlfriend. And because the test is so simple and the test can be done anywhere, they said, you know, why don't you do this while you are on the waiting room? And, and, and talking about neurologic disorder, they found this. And, and this would, would have ever been detected unless way advanced stages of, of the defect, if they wouldn't have available the, because for sure, they wouldn't tell the guy, now that you're here, let's go do a home refill. <laughs> you're never gonna hear that. But you can hear this kind of situation that allows you to screen more frequently your patients because this it's there are many people like this walking around and they don't know that they have any kind of neurologic disorder. So, so did this patient have a parietal lobe lesion? I, I'm telling you, this just happened a few days ago. Okay. They didn't it, have it, the it, was, it was sent to, we are, we're hoping to collect that data. And uh, once we have it, we kind of send it to you guys for, once we have uh, the clinical result. I hope it doesn't you know, have anything, but if he does have, I'm very happy that we were able to detect it using our technology. And it looks like you have a, uh, if you go back to your share, screen share, you could, uh, you have a progression analysis? Yes, we have progression analysis. Um, we call it, if you could show call it trend analysis. Uh -huh. uh, I, I don't have an example. This is just to show you how reproducible what oh, Dr. Nelly yeah. was saying. Uh, this is, for example, a test that was done just days apart. I got you. Okay. And you can see how reproducible the uh, defects are. This is another patient. It's very, very reproducible, the test, even if it's done, you know, in different uh, days. <clears throat> what, kind um, of tests, what kind of tests can it do, you know, com compared to the traditional? Can it do almost the same amount or is it... Exactly the same. We do 24-2, 30-2, 10-2, 24C estimantosis. We we do every single protocol that exists on um, on the traditional you know visual fields. And right now we are introducing the kinetic also. So you can basically have whatever you you need on the visual field. And have you found any uh, disadvantages to this? Uh, Any kind. Like every every technology that we bring uh, to the office, there was always going to be someone who are not made to it, right? Uh, one example is 
very few patients might feel claustrophobic because they have because they they have this kind of sensation of being totally isolated. Fortunately, it's only few of them, not 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 many at all. The the vast majority of patients accepted like like a very very well. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. MacuHealth, your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. And is this something that you think patients will be able to do at home? Do you think that if they have a virtual reality device, they may be able to download the program and they Absolutely. can at home on a, on a regular basis? And, you know, since a lot of these people are older, and uh, so the doctor could monitor to it at, at home. That's the ultimate goal. We, we, our goal is going home. Um, we already have the clinical evidence that the more frequent you do the visual tests, the more reproducible and the earlier you can detect any kind of progression. This is a fact, scientific fact that didn't come from us. So on bias, okay? That's number one. Number two, we have already the reimbursement tools for the doctor to get paid because of the remote evaluation of these patients, which is the, um, let me show you here, uh, the uh, R, what we call the RPM codes. And basically the doctor can get reimbursed. Um, in the case of glaucoma, very likely the 99457, $52, per patient every month, every month, every single month to follow up this patient. So we have the clinical uh, evidence. We have the reimbursement tool. The only thing that we were lacking is the technology. And now we have it. So we foresee a gradual um, in embracement, you know, the grad, gradual engagement of, uh, on doc, of doctors in this kind of chronic management and remote assessment of the patient because it's much better. First of all, economic-wise, um, it makes a lot of sense. Number two, clinically speaking, makes a lot of sense. Uh, even for the productivity of the patient, it's much better. But there's something also very important that we sometimes we don't talk about. And it's if we put a device in the house of the patient, now it's a fact. We have access to the rest of the family. And now we can do screening for the rest of the family on diseases that we know have a, a very heavy genetic um, um, etiology. So that is gonna be very important. And at the end of the day, 
it's going to decrease the, the level of disability, the, the amount of disabled visual disabilities. And in consequence, the system will be benefited by these kind of programs. And, and I did invent this. This is a trend. The CMS is constantly decreasing the reimbursement of office-based procedures while increasing the remote assessment of patients. They started with the art, well, no started, but some of the huge step was the RPM in January, 2019. And this year, early this year, they come up with the RTM, which is remote therapeutic monitoring. So definitely CMS and the government is creating the condition for this to become the standard of care. And that's when we are going to be very crucial because of course you cannot do traditional testing at home. You have to use this kind of, of platform. And for the doctors to bring this into their offices, it more expensive, about the same, less expensive than the, the visual fields traditionally they're using now? Oh, no, it's way less expensive for many reasons. Number one, uh, if you compare, if you only say this is a visual field machine, it's already less expensive. But it's, if to add, if to that, you add the fact that you can do all those psychophysical tests, um, including color, contrast, um, pupillometry, ocular motility. Now we have, we came up with the comprehensive eye examination. And the comprehensive eye examination includes almost everything that you do on the comprehensive examination, but intraocular pressure and the biomicroscopy. So once you once the patient take off the headset right now, all you need to do, or I would say most of what you will need to do, it's IOP and the biomicroscopy in order to code for a comprehensive eye examination. So the economics of this kind of platform is going to change dramatically, not only clinical but also uh, financially speaking how the office flow. Um, actually, we did an economic study at Rocket University, close to you, Gary, uh, uh, and uh, <clears throat> it's, did I pronounce it correctly? Rocker, Rocker? Rutgers, Rutgers. Rutgers University. Mm -hmm. And um, they came up with the conclusion that applying this kind of technology add additional $7,000 and coins every week. If you, in, in additional reimbursement that you can have uh, using the platform. So very, our, our goal again, it's initially to increase accessibility, increase comfortability, compliance, and office flow and financial uh, insight. Uh, uh, Dr. Finelli, uh, do you have the color vision program on, on the one that you have? We do, but we have only used it so far from a visual field perspective because we're just running that continuously. But to be fair, 
we've got, I'm running out of four exam rooms. My partner's running out of four exam rooms. We've got several pre-testing rooms. I envision a day in the not too distant future where there's a unit in each room, a tech runs in, sets the patient up, gets the patient going with a series of tests, runs to the next room, leaves the patient alone, does the same thing with patient number two, patient number three, cycles back to number one so that it becomes much more efficient. We have only scratched the surface with it. And as I said, we've had, we have a dedicated visual field room with three perimeters and so we're running fields constantly. So we have not, <laughs> have not used it to its full capacity at this point. I will go beyond that. I would say you will be a time when uh, the patient will come and everything will be done because they did it at home. And all you have to do is go in pressure by a microscopy, OCD if it's necessary, out. So very, very quick. It is such a game changer in efficiency just when we're talking about visual fields, let alone all of the other capabilities that it has. Uh, Dr. Gonzalez, can you tell us a little bit about the color vision part of it? The color vision, yes, we have uh, currently three main uh, tests. We have the Ishihara, we have the panel D15, and we have the Wagner uh, color test. Um, the Wagner, it's a, it's a relatively new, of course, newer than D15 and, uh, and Ishihara, but very, very well validated, especially in the uh, air forces. Um, Wagner, uh, TJ and his father have done, uh, did a, an amazing work in the validation of this kind of test that we're currently using. And it does visual acuity. Uh, so it does acuity. It does, let me. Uh, So we have uh, acuity. Within acuity, we have near distance and low contrast acuity. Uh, we have color vision, all the protocols we uh, mentioned. We have the basic extraocular motility. Uh, by the way, this is completely objective, uh, which decreases right, the variability among technicians. So it's very common that when you go to an office with three, four technicians or more, there will be always the best technicians and, and, and the not that good technician, right? Well, basically what this kind of platform that standardized everything and because it's way more objective and diminish the expertise needed in order to do the test. Imagine you have your technician doing the uh, pupillometry, and now you have a concern if, if there is an APD or not. No, now everything is fully automated, and not only fully automated, it's also quantitative. So now I'm not going to tell you only you have an APD. I'm going to tell you have an APD of a given delta in, in millimeters. So it's way superior than any kind of subjective um, assessment. So it measures over tests. We have perimetry. We have contrast. 
And it, it measures it does measure pupils to see. Absolutely, we have two. We have basic and full pupil protocol. The basic protocol is just reaction to light, right? Uh, direct and indirect, or uh, consent, and um, and the APD. But then you have the full pupil uh, protocol that measures the diameter in the dark, the diameter of the light reaction, direct, indirect, APD, everything related to pupils. And will you be, do you think you'll have dark anatometry uh, going forward? That's a very good point. Uh, we're looking into uh, the conflicts that exist, you know, in terms of uh, patentability. Mm. Uh, Machilogics had a, a very strong patent um, for using dark adaptation um, in the headset. So on the headset, I'm not so sure, but we're definitely looking into alternative to introduce dark adaptation, which is, was not invented, of course, by Michael So Dark adaptation is a way very old test that used to be, in, or used to be, no, it's, it's still available on every electrophysiologic device, usually using the, the Gansfeld test. And uh, in the future, uh, I understand that you may have something that might be able to measure how much prism that you might be able to prescribe a patient. That is, that is correct. In uh, collaboration uh, with you and other uh, colleagues, we're developing this sensory motor um, suite that will include the capabilities of measuring um, very objectively the prismatic deviation of patients and uh, eyes, patients' eyes. And, um, and of course, we are going to start incrementing the uh, different positions until we get the full suite that will be eligible for the code, for sensory motor code, which is an additional code that will be added to all the ones we have included in the suite. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to <laughs> add about visual fields or uh, the the, uh, the virtual reality platform that we have here? Uh, uh, Dr. Gonzalez, anything that you'd like to end with? We are convinced that the virtual reality or something similar, which I don't get to see today, but that's why I believe virtual reality is the best. Um, it's going to become the standard of care. And, and not because it's, it's uh, I would say, completely better than Humphrey in terms of the test per se, right? The, uh, the Humphrey does an amazing work in terms of visual field, the octopus does even better work. Well, they're relatively similar, um, but they have certain disadvantages. And those disadvantages are the ones that we are fulfilling. Those are the ones that we, which is accessibility, affordability, comfortability, um, the, um, to improve the compliance of patients. In terms of clinical aspect, we also have certain advantages, like I said, in terms of the physiologic 
uh, performance of the test, but also the fact that we cannot be able to do this at home, which is the best scenario to do this test, because now um, you, we don't have even the white code syndrome, right? That the patient has to be against time to do the test and then very stressed. No, we're gonna do the test without stress at home, right? And we're gonna repeat it many times. And by the way, those studies that I mentioned, the results were that not only it's good in terms of the early detection, it's good in early detection, even if the compliance is not good. Even if the patient doesn't perform all the tests that the, the study required, still was better than doing it at the office. So no doubt in our mind that this it's, it's gonna be the, the new standard of care for the evaluation of, of this kind of patients. And, and the VR unit you're using, I believe is PICO, is that correct? We're using PICO, but we are an agnostic platform. We can um, we can accommodate to all the technology. The, the key is on the standardization, like I mentioned, right? Every time you bring a new unit, or, or you are going to use different hardware, you need to do your validation because you need to understand whether you are stimulating the same way that you're doing it with your prior um, sets. And how's the durability been of the uh, PICO unit? We have not had to, we have been three years in the business. We have not had to um, change, change any product. Very likely what's going to happen is not that they have to return it because it's broken. Very likely what's going to happen is like already did that we're going to come up with new prod that enhances the capability. And for this purpose, we have a exchange program uh, with our patients to with our uh, doctors. We are a big family. We're here to make this happen. So we we're helping in each other. And Dr. Finelli, any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I was just, yes, I do. And, and every time we bring in new technology, OCT, whatever, I look at it from a personal perspective and I say, what's in it for me as the clinician, as the patient's, you know, physician, what's in it for me? And, and this ticks all the boxes. What's in this for me in, in this particular technology is reproducibility and repeatability. So for the glaucoma patients I've seen for years, I can just follow along with them. Patient acceptance, huge, huge positive in that regard. Efficiency in the office, ease of training for the staff. The staff, you know, 15 minutes and they know how to do it and, and the patients understand how to do it as well. It, it, it checks off all of the positive boxes for me insofar as making my life easy. I don't gain some information, but then gain a bunch of problems that go along with it. This has been an absolutely smooth transition, better, honestly, than any other technology that we've that we have brought in, whether it's dark adaptation, OCTs, whatever, there's always a big learning curve. This has truly been the shortest learning curve and the most efficient way to, to 
to do this. And it's bringing love back to visual fields. If there ever was love for visual fields. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe uh, way back when, when Hippocrates was doing it. <laughs> exactly. 150 BC. So I, I want to thank Drs. Gonzalez and Dr. Finelli for joining me today. Dr. Gonzalez, if people want to find out more about you, they're interested in that unit, how can they find out about you? Where, sh where should they go? They should go to alllies.com. Very simple. And there's always a contact form that they can fill it up. Very simple. And whatever questions they have, we will get back to it. And, and spell all lies, please. O-L-L-E-Y-E-S. You gave us a little trick on spelling there. So um, I will. Oh, uh, not an A. It's, it's an O. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, O-L-L-E-Y-E-S. Uh, thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. All lies that come and uh, you can watch this. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Finelli, I want to thank you. And if people want to find more about, find more about you, find out more about you, how can they do that? Uh, you can email me. My email address is jamesfinelli at ceinitaly.com. Uh, pretty straightforward. J-A-M-E-S-F-A-N-E. L-L-I at the letter C, letter E in Italy.com. Well, I want to thank you, both you doctors, for joining me today. You're a wealth of information. You're all stars in the field of eye care, an ophthalmologist, a neuro-ophthalmologist, and a superstar optometrist. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, this is Dr. Kerry Gell for Open Your Eyes. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEbroadcasting.com and sign up today. Each generation was supposed to be healthier than the last one. Lifespan was supposed to be increasing. We were supposed to be in this paradise by now. Instead of getting healthier and healthier, it seems to have gone the opposite way. Millennials were projected to be the first generation in history to not outlive the generation before them. We are certainly headed for 
disaster. I think a lot of people are beginning to question the whole story. We live in a time where the paradigms are shifting. And the optometrist, in my opinion, is one of the best kept secrets. The public doesn't realize about going to the eye doctor. So many different diseases actually manifest in the eye. The back of the eye is the only place in the body that you could actually see the blood vessels. Completely non-invasively, you could screen thousands of people, not just for their eye health, but for their whole body health. Because this disease is here, it's also gonna be here. And I can look into the back of my eyeball, and there are expert doctors on the ground who are looking at my eyeball while I'm doing it. The eye is the canary of the mind. The eye is the kingdom. Will everyone please open their eyes? Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.